1: Hello, we're here for More Happier, a podcast where we get more happier every other Saturday. Um, join us for some weekend listening as we kick back uh, with a looser vibe. Hey, Elizabeth. Hey, Grouch. Today, we'll talk about something that I completed from my 24 for 24 list and a happy memory that my daughter, Eleanor, told me about. But first, something making us more happier. Elizabeth, what is making you more happier? Well,
0: Gretchen, I am listening to Barbara Streisand's oh, yes. memoir. Yeah. My name is Barbara. Yeah. It is making me more happier. I have to tell you, it is 48 hours long. Literally? Literally. Yes, it is 48 hours. So it is a major commitment. Yes. But it is so interesting. I love listening to her because, you know, she has a great voice. And then she also, not a lot, but some plays clips. So, Ah. you know, she'll talk about a song and then you'll hear it, which is really fun. It's just fascinating. I mean, it's about the business. So, you know, I'm always interested in sort of Hollywood stories. Mm -hmm. And it just really takes you away. And because it's just so long... It's kind of its own thing. You know right. what it reminds me of a bit is you and I both love the Beatles documentary. Yes. yes. So much, Get Back. Yes. And it's a bit like that where yes. you're really just getting into yes. it and giving yourself over to it. Yeah. I will say I like Barbara Streisand. I'm not a Barbara Streisand, you know, super fan. Super fan. No, I like her, but I yeah. don't have any records or anything like that. But listening to this, I have to tell you, I want to go back and watch all these things again. Mm -hmm. One thing that I really want to recommend to everybody, I sent it to you and mom because I just thought it was so great, Yes, was her on the Judy Garland show, I forget what year it was, they are singing a duet, which is Barbara Streisand singing Happy Days, which is one of her signature songs, and Judy Garland is singing Come On, Get Happy. Yes. Together. And it is just phenomenal. And she talks in the book about how that was Judy Garland's idea for them to do that, and that Judy Garland had been listening to Happy Days. And to someone who worked with her said, hey, listen to this, and started singing her song along to the Barbra Streisand oh, song. And that's how they decided to do that. And it's really worth Googling it is. and watching. Yes. It'll make you happy. I yes. mean, the show is more happier. If yes. that doesn't make you more happy, I don't know what
1: will. Well, I was wishing that it was out of copyright so that we could play it or like make it our theme song, because yes. what is more happy than both of these songs by both of these great artists? Come on, Get Happy with Judy Garland. Just that clip when she's doing it by herself also is so, I immediately went and watched that because that is the song. Yes. That should be part of my audio apothecary. I did not put that on my audio apothecary, which is something I write about in Life in Five Senses, but I should add it because yes. it's such a great song. But you're right. And it's just fun to see them both talking to each other. <laughs> Barbara Strauss said it's like a midi blouse, like kind of one of those sailor blouses on, yes. they both look so young. I mean, it, it, yes. it really is. It's great. I'll put a yes. link in the show notes for people who yes. want to watch it.
0: I've watched it like eight times. I just love it.
1: Elizabeth, it's so interesting for me though to think of it not as like a long audiobook, but sort of like a different form of entertainment. The way get back, because you're right. Part of get back is it you are watching the paint dry. That is literally, Mm -hmm. in one way, it's happening incredibly fast. As a creative process, you're like, how did these guys do this in a month? It is bananas. But as a viewer, it is not the pacing that, that we are accustomed to. And that's part of the pleasure of it. Is It just expands. It's just you're part of, you just enter into this world and you're just hanging out and you're just yes. part of it.
0: And I love all those details. Like when I ask someone to tell me like a work story, yeah. I want to hear, yes. or, okay, so you I, walked yeah, no, into the office, no. you went to your office yes. or you went to their office first. Right? Yes. And did you have a bagel? I mean, I want all the details. So no.
1: I love this. That is so funny because people will often say to me like well I'm getting into too much detail I'm like no 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 start further back and like take me blow by blow with what happened because I agree I love the long version I saw that in some of the reviews of the book that people remarked on how long it was and how many details were and sort of how many Side notes she made, but you find that to be part of the fun.
0: I do. I love it. So
1: it's a commitment, but if anybody's
0: interested, I really do recommend it. And I think listening to it is great. Well, that's
1: interesting, too, that since she plays the clips and things, maybe that argues for the audiobook versus the reading for people who go between those two forms. That's interesting. Yes, Yeah. Interesting. Oh, well, you gave it to Mom for Christmas, too, right?
0: I did, yes. So, Mm -hmm. and I know she was enjoying it, so that's why I decided to dive in. Uh Uh-huh. I'm glad I did, although it's every moment. I'm like, okay, do I have five minutes? Right. Let me. There, a there's minute. a lot
1: of opportunity cost. It's like, how yeah. many books would yeah. you all otherwise read? But some books are meant to be long, some are meant but to be that's short. That's right. Yeah.
0: How about you, Gretch? What's making you more happier?
1: Okay. What's making me more happier? This is going to make you more happier, too, Elizabeth, because I want to read this email that we got from Kristen. She says, I've been meaning to write you and Liz to let you know how comforting your voices were when I was overseas. My husband and I had been on a river cruise through Germany and had been gone close to two weeks. We were exploring Munich for a few days after the cruise before going home. I ended up sick in bed with a fever and was just feeling ready to get back home, if you know what I mean. I told my husband to go explore while I rested. Suddenly, I realized what I had been missing the whole time, the thing that always brings me joy, your podcast. Turning it on and hearing familiar voices was like having a visit from a friend. I was no longer alone in another country. It was just what the doctor ordered. I've heard every show. The saddest day was when the episodes caught up and I could no longer listen all day, but had to wait a week for the next episode. Same is true for Happier in Hollywood. So that made me oh, so happy. That makes
0: me so happy. I absolutely love thinking of someone laying in their hotel room. Yes, And being like, oh, let me hear
1: Gretchen and Elizabeth. That is so sweet. Well, it's funny because it reminds me of my friend who was the nervous flyer. And she was by herself. And so she turned on the podcast so she would have like an imaginary friend with her to like keep her calm and distract her. And I was like, I I had no idea.
0: Gretchen, my friend Jahan, who lives all over the world,
1: she will sometimes turn on
0: our podcast to hear my voice. She finds it comforting just to hear me talking. So I, I totally get that. Oh, that's so nice.
1: It's funny, we didn't have a podcast when our children were really small. It's funny if we could have used it like when we were out for the evening or something yes. like that. like <laughs> okay. Mommy's just talking away in the other room. (laughs) That's funny. And before we jump in, I want to remind everybody about the habit workshop that I have coming up. And here's the thing. So many people are looking for joy and fun and comfort right now. And those habits, habits of having fun, habits of play, are often just as hard or sometimes even harder than habits that are more onerous. And so this is going to be a great time to talk about making those... You know whether it's read more, nap more, spend more time in nature, anything like that. We're going to talk about it all. There are limited spots. Sign up and have a vision for what kind of new habit you want to implement that will make you happier. It's 90 minutes on Zoom, so it's virtual, and it's on Leap Day. I love a Leap Day. Now this is my plan. This is what I'm doing on Leap Day to make it special, which is really fun. You can go to HappierCast.com/workshop if you want to join. So great.
0: Okay, Gretch, coming up, we are going to talk about quality screen time. Very exciting, but first this break. All right, Grace, we are talking quality screen time today. I'm very excited because you watched finally the yes. finale of Succession.
1: Yes, I did. This is an item on my 24 for 24 list. And speaking of fun, I always think the 24 for 24 list should include some things that are just downright enjoyable and fun yeah. that you're very much anticipating. So, Jamie and I, this was a show that we watched together. You know how sometimes you have, like, a show that you only watch with somebody else? And we got through all the seasons, but the last one, and then for some reason, we just stalled out. Which was a mistake. Now, I really, saw, was, here's a sidebar for myself. It's like with these big cultural moments, I want to be current. It's much more fun to watch it when everybody else is watching it and you can join the conversation.
0: Yeah, we've talked about that. You yes. want to go to the finale yes. party, right. you want to have the yes. text change. You're you, good at
1: that, this Elizabeth. Yeah, I should just yeah. follow your lead. So, we're going to talk spoilers because we're going to talk about the final season. But we, because we did, we finally watched the final season. Of course, once we started, we were racing through it. Yes. You know, it's one of those things.
0: So what did you think? Now, let's remind everyone, because it's been a a minute. The season ended ultimately with Tom, Shiv's husband, getting the company.
1: Yes. Well, and one thing I had thought was that Cousin Greg might get it. And you said you think that they wanted us to suspect that. Yes. He
0: was the red herring
1: from day one when he was in that.
0: Ridiculous mascot costume and he threw up. That was like, oh,
1: see, this will be the guy that gets it. Well, and just as in terms of story, do you think we think that because the story opened with him and so we're trained as story recipients to think, oh, that, that first person that we see is of special significance? Because I know isn't one of the things of stories you're not supposed to... You're not supposed to introduce somebody who then never returns because it's something, there's something about the way we lock on to the first character. I think it's
0: that combined with how humiliated he was, yes. he
1: would have had the biggest right. triumph. arc toward triumph.
0: Yes, so... And he did know, do a few common. things
1: along the way where you're like, okay, maybe he is having the, like, Maybe Machiavellian. there's more here right. yeah. than we, yeah. But the big three that were in the obvious battle were the oldest son, Kendall... Then Shiv, the daughter, then Roman, the ne'er-do-well son, and then the older son, Connor, the oldest son, who was just yes. like off on the other side, kind of he was sort of an interesting character. I was very satisfied by the end, Alyssa. So how about you?
0: I was. I really liked the end. Um, I read some interesting things about it. Yeah. For instance, the entire scene, so that they end it with the three the three of them are in a conference room, and then Kendall walks back in and tries to convince the board one yeah. last time to vote for him, and then one of the board members says, it's over, yeah. like, it's done. That whole going back into the board was improvised and was oh. not in the script. Oh. And Jeremy Strong just did that. He felt it wasn't over, and he went in. Uh. And the crew knew from having shot the whole show just to go with it. Ah. And I guess Jesse Armstrong, was the creator, was standing off to the side, and he fed the line, it's over, it's done, to the board member. Yeah. And then that ended it. So I thought that 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 sequence was ended, which I thought was fascinating.
1: Well, because you know that Kendall would just go back and go back and go back. Right, right, right. Okay, well, here's my thing. That was a very realistic ending in terms of like, it was the best kind of ending because it was a surprise and yet it felt completely faded at the same time. Like it was surprising, but not surprising. So it felt very satisfying in that way. But I will say this. Another show that we love is Game of Thrones. And one of the things that I found immensely satisfying about Game of Thrones was that when you start the show, the Stark children are squabbling amongst themselves. So like Arya doesn't like Sansa and Jon is sort of just is, is on the outs and they're just, like, kids. And by the end, they are together. They are a family. Like, you see them behind the table in the Great Hall. They're just looming as this unit. Or they're, like, sitting by the weirwood tree talking. And, like, whenever they have to talk secrets amongst themselves, they go out by that tree, which is so significant to their family. And there's that amazing moment when Sansa... Order, okay, another spoiler, another spoiler. Sansa orders the execution of Littlefinger. Yeah. And Arya oh, whips I just out. just had chills when just you said whips it. out so the knife well. and does it. And Bran says, You held a knife to his throat. You said, I did tell you not to trust me. And you feel like they're so unified. And Sansa is completely behind John, and John is behind Sansa. Anyway, even though they, like, Sansa been so mean to him when they were growing up. And so it was just this feeling of these, this family coming together in unity. And I think what was so enjoyable about Succession is there were these glimpses. There were moments when one of the siblings would reach out to the other sibling yes. and try. There would be an attempt to repair. There would be an attempt to connect, often usually rebuffed. And that was part of what was sad is you felt like they were trying to find their way to each other, but anytime somebody tried, the other ones took the easy way out and just slapped it away. But it did seem to me that I felt it could have been foreseeable in the final season that somehow they figured out a way to be, it's us against everybody else, and we're somehow going to work it out to be unified. And to me, I think that would have been less realistic within the show and also kind of in human nature, probably, sadly. But it would have been immensely, immensely satisfying to see that kind of unity arise.
0: Yeah, it would have been, but this is very much about corporate America, and I feel like the sort of shredding of people is just very true to corporate America. I also mm. feel like these kids were very damaged yes. by their upbringing. Yes, clearly. And so if you think about trauma and all of that, yes. you know, it was more psychologically true to yes. where they would be. Yes. For instance, the scene in the kitchen when yes. they're yeah. at their mom's house... And they give Kendall the gross thing to drink. I think that's like everyone's kind of, or at least that's my favorite scene because again, they are just, two brothers and a sister having yeah. fun yeah. together. And it was and clearly, unified.
1: I like the way it was clearly like a tradition from childhood, but that was yes. never explained.
0: I love that. So, yeah. and you know,
1: they had many more years, maybe in the future we can all hope for, no. you know, another show.
0: I feel the, like now, an, feel like now they're not even going
1: to even really talk anymore. It feels like, because it was yeah. really their father who united them or right. something. Yeah. That's true. I also wish there had been more Roman and Jerry in the last season. Ye- that was, yes. Yeah. I love
0: Roman and Jerry. They're such a great duo.
1: So here's my question, Elizabeth. Maybe you know this just from reading. I don't know. Maybe you have a sense of it. Do you think that the show always knew what the ending would be and was driving toward it? Or do you think it was figuring it out as it went?
0: I know that they knew it would not be Kendall. Mm. I knew. I know that. I'm not sure how, at what point they decided it would be Tom, but I know he knew it wouldn't be Kendall. You Mm. know, I think about Matt Weiner, who created Mad Men, my Mm -hmm. favorite show of all time, and he has said he knew the ending, Mm. sort of. He knew he wanted to end with a Coke commercial Mm. for years Ah. and worked for a long time to get that commercial. Yes. To me that's the greatest ending yes. of anything ever, yes. you know. I almost Yes. Faked I know you were I like weeping it. with I, I was, aesthetic I was delight. Weak, yes. You know, after I saw it. Yeah. So, I don't I I'm not sure exactly, but I think everyone was always like it can't be Kendall, it can't be Kendall, but then you'd go, well maybe it will be Kendall, you know, and yeah. that was kind of the, the fun. fun of the show. Yeah. Another moment though, Gretchen, that I think is one of the key moments in the finale is when Shiv is in the car with Tom and takes his hand.
1: Mm, sort of takes his hand.
0: Sort of take right. Kind of limply takes his hand. And we know that she's probably going to be by his side. Mm-hmm. And now he has the power. Yeah. It was such a great show. Yeah,
1: here One last thing is, uh, there's a scene, the memorial service, and I saw them with my own, you know, I physically was there when they were shooting that scene because that church is very near my apartment. And so... So I remember years ago walking by, yes. and they put up signs saying people can't park, and then they block it off so that pedestrians don't walk through the right through it. And I was like, oh, I have to remember to see if I can see it when the show airs. And there it was. I saw it. So fun. Oh,
0: that's so exciting. Yeah. I love that. I love those things. Yes. It Makes fun. it fun to see. Yes. Well, I am so glad you watched it. Next time one of these things happens, yes. I'm going to remind you yes. that you want to be involved yes, in the real do. time.
1: Yes, Absolutely.
0: Because it is fun to take part. And my thing, Gretch, which is sort of a drive-by hack is I have realized that whenever there's a big show like this ending or a big event, I get a t-shirt. So I have my Mad Men (laughs) t-shirt. I mean, not Mad Men. I have my, like, a Success in t-shirt. I have a Game of Thrones t-shirt. I have my Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey t-shirt. I like to commemorate
1: these these, these pop culture Between t-shirts and mugs, Elizabeth, you are. Yes. yes, You're a collector of those items, yes. All right, Gretch, what is our spotlight on a tool this week? Okay, well, you know, we're doing No Spend February. February, so that's going. Um, or if you want to do another one-month challenge or you, you like tracking things generally, Elizabeth, I know you, you love doing Don't Break the Chain. So I wanted to remind everybody that I have a tracker for this. If you like to do it physically in a journal, if you go to happiercast.com shop, you can check out my Don't Break the Chain tracker because I've heard from many, many people that they like checking it off, giving themselves the yes. gold star, and that really helps them stick to something you know, whether for a month or for indefinitely.
0: Yes, I love the don't break the chain. All right, coming up, there's something that you have been meaning to tell me. But first, this break.
1: Post your job for
0: free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions
1: apply. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills.
0: Yeah. Jack has green light. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Gretchen, when I started my career, therapy really helped me work through all of my stresses so that I was able to concentrate at work and do a
1: good job. dot com slash Gretchen Rubin. All right, Gretchen, um, we're back, and there's something you've been meaning to tell me. Yes. Something sweet. This just made me so happy, and I thought, oh, Elizabeth will love this story. Okay, so my daughter, Eleanor, and I, you know, she's now graduated from high school, and we were, what were we, what were we reminiscing about? Oh, no, what it is, Is she was reading to me, she likes to read aloud, which is like a, a terrific quality in a child, so she was reading aloud to me. And we were talking about the pleasure of being read aloud to. And she reminded me that when she was in fourth grade, her teacher, Mrs. Noble, one of her all-time favorite teachers, would read aloud to the children every day. And Eliza Eleanor said how disappointed she was when she got to fifth grade. And it was like, okay, there's no more reading aloud. That's just not part of school anymore. But the interesting thing about it, and this was particularly interesting to me because of the whole Life in Five Senses deep dive that I did was what this teacher did is she would read aloud, but beforehand she had a big basket full of stuffed animals. And all the children could take a stuffed animal and hold it in their lap while they listened. And Aww. I thought that was so interesting because having something told, having something soft and plush and comforting— Just makes it sound so cozy and wonderful, doesn't it? It really does. And, you know, it's probably that from the teacher's point of
0: view, also it's like they get the animal, they calm down. Yes. It's calming to hold a stuffed animal. And so then they're receptive and ready to be quiet and
1: listen. It's sort of
0: that Pavlovian response. I get this, now it's
1: time to listen. Yeah, it kind of helps you to sit still. What I also thought was interesting is to me, this seemed a little old for that. Eleanor was in fourth grade, which means that she was about 10 years old. And I also think it's a good example, and I remember this with Eliza and Eleanor because, you know, they have such a big gap. I would see that There were games and activities that Eliza would not do on her own or with her friends, but she still Mm. really enjoyed doing them with Eleanor. And I think sometimes Mm. when you're a child, maybe this is true when you're an adult, there are things that are too young for you, and I quote, too young for you, but that you still really enjoy. And I thought that this teacher was very wise to realize, like, in some way, fourth graders seem quite big. But at heart, they still want to go. And, and Eleanor said there was always kind of like a you know scramble because like people yes. wanted to get their favorite animals and everything. Yes. So, you know, they were still really into the stuffed animals. And I just thought, you know, what a wise teacher.
0: Yes. And, Gretch, I have to point out, we discussed on the show, I still sleep with my blankie from oh. childhood. Oh, yes. So I certainly understand. yes. How yes. a fourth grader could still be very excited about
1: a stuffed animal. Well, I just think there's just a natural, I mean, and this is kind of life in five senses, is like these senses are important to us and like satisfying them and gratifying them is so meaningful and it can elevate an experience. And so anyway, Mrs. Noble, like all time, you know, work, excellent teacher, great idea. I love that. Yes.
0: And finally, Gretch, what is our quotation this week?
1: This comes from Oscar Wilde, De Profundis. The final mystery is oneself. When one has weighed the sun in the balance and measured the steps of the moon and mapped out the seven heavens star by star, there still remains oneself. Who can calculate the orbit of his own soul? Mm. So, Elizabeth, are you feeling more
0: happier? Yes, I am more happier. I'm way more happier. <laughs> Thank you to Chuck. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram and Threads and Facebook and TikTok at Gretchen Rubin, And I'm on Threads and Instagram at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at And for everything related to this episode, links, photos, and more, go to
1: happiercast.com. Bye, Grudge. Bye, Elizabeth. The best time to start a happiness project is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Gretch, I'm so curious, what was Eleanor reading aloud? Uh, She was reading The Hero with a Thousand Faces by Joseph Campbell. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I would not say that is the best book to read aloud. It's a little heavy, but it was interesting. I was expecting Harry Potter. (laughs) From the Onward Project.